How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Text-to-speech is the future, particularly for those who really, truly cannot be bothered to go down and get their microphones to record these pre-podcast messages. If I, the creator of this show, cannot be bothered to do the minimal amount of effort to get this done professionally. I truly have no idea why I would expect others to do the effort of subscribing to my Patreon, and yet here we are. Subscribe at patreon.com slash matthewdonald for bonus content every month where we talk about pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. This month we will have two bonus episodes, that's right, two. One about the Valley of Guanji, a classic stop-motion extravaganza featuring dinosaurs and cowboys, and the video game Ratchet and Clank. Tools of Destruction, which has a level with alien dinosaurs in it, which is pretty neat I reckon. The reason there's two this month is not because I was feeling generous, but because I couldn't release last month's in time. I'm truly a professional. Link is in the description for where you can sign up. Why do I do this? Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that's kind of like those Edmontosaurus fossils found in rocks dated over half a million years after the meteor impact at the end of the Cretaceous. It doesn't make sense, it's gone on far longer than it should have, and it's probably a fraud. Probably. <laughs> have you heard about these fossils? Not the, lately. The Paleocene dinosaurs, the ones No, that... usually I hear about the trees that supposedly transcend time through oh. multiple geologic layers. Well, that's freaking cool. <laughs> it's, uh, people not understanding geology. Or... 
freaking Doctor Who. It's something. something like that. Anyways, my name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I'm in a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate Jesus prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the paleobotanist who just just called me of this tree that transcends space and time. <laughs> it's Natasha Crack. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. And those are some uh, unique fossils that don't actually go through multiple layers. Aww. They just look like it. I was wondering if it was like the hypotis of trees, where it just no, lasts a long it just, time. They're fossilized trees, but they fossilize in a specific time. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Find a geologist. <laughs> there are some really cool things, but sadly they're often used in ridiculous debates right, for right. young Earth creationists. Oh, of course. Who of don't course. know Jack. Who are talking about, like, this can't be real. Jesus didn't say it was. <laughs> I'm like, well, Jesus didn't say that your iPhone was real. Does that mean... It's I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the, the debates we could have with young Earth creationists. I uh, listen to them. Oh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's uh, exhausting. <laughs> Entertaining, more like. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just, but just like, it leads to like, like the whole thing with like that or like flat Earth. Or, it's all very connected. Well, th it just shows a general lack of understanding of science. I'm no professional scientist, but I read quite a bit on science. Right, and also like it's a fundamental misunderstanding that like so many people think of the main character so bad that they think if they don't understand something, it must mean it's wrong, not <sighs> that there's more to learn that they don't know. Yeah, and that's a complicated piece in and of itself. That, well, like, let's go get a psychologist in on the mix. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, because, like, I, I know there's some things I know jack squat about, but I know there's people smarter than me in that field that could explain it to me. I don't know how the spreading of the universe via dark matter works, but I trust that astrophysicists do. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to say they're wrong. What, what? I don't know a lot about paleontology. I wing this show half the time. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, mean, I could just be making crap up all the time. <laughs> I could. This could all just be an elaborate ruse who's part of my scheme to make you distrust the government. or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thought, Always blame the government. It's oh, always their fault. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been watching the uh, show Secret Invasion, the Marvel show. I don't know if you've heard anything uh, about it. Oh, I'm so behind on my Marvel Oh, no, at this point, like, yeah, it's, you know, either all in or all out. So, like, uh, but no, like, uh, I really like it, but it's about, like, the scrolls, like, you know, oh, the shape-shifting okay. aliens. I've like, read some of the comics and seen some of the cartoons. Yeah. Uh, some people are, have an issue with the show because it does kind of perpetuate that those bad conspiracy theories about like lizard people <laughs> taking over the government and also since the scrolls are from an alien planet they're trying to find a new home it's like almost anti-immigrant i think there's people looking too far into it people are and um i've encountered that fair number of times yeah it's these like are also the people that wouldn't survive five minutes in a blue collar job it's like, because it's, of the humor right exactly well i'm like i feel like you know there's nothing wrong with looking into like literature like that or, or literature in this case being a tv show or something and trying to analyze what it could mean but this is the whole point of death of the author as an english major i know this once you create something it belongs to the world so it can be interpreted however you want it to be, I think. I mean, the author might have intentions on how it's interpreted. Oh, yeah, and many authors publish their intentions. Right. But, like, like you know the movie 300, right? Of course. Oh, yes. Like, this is Sparta, you know, like... Oh, yes, uh, seen it. Double fight in the shade. Like, which is, by the way, a historical line. Like, actual Greeks said that when someone said, our arrows will blot out the sun, that we will fight in the shade. It's one of those quotes that, like, it sounds so badass. You can't believe it was actually said in history, but it was. <laughs> Once in a great while, you do find a piece of history that's more fascinating than fiction. Oh, absolutely. But, like, anyway, so the point is, that movie has gotten some criticism with, like, 
you know, like how it depicts the Spartans versus the Persians, a lot of stuff. And some people have compared it to like the war in Afghanistan. But someone else pointed out that you could compare it to both sides of the war of Afghanistan. <laughs> you really could. The Spartans could be the people of their homeland fighting against a huge empire that's trying to take over, you know, forcibly, which is, means they're the Afghans and Persians are the Americans. Or it could be that they're the freedom fighters fighting off a Middle Eastern sort of extremist group that's like wants to take over before they can, and then so it's flipped. So, like. Yeah, some people struggle with critical thinking. It's not taught like it should be in schools anymore. Absolutely not. But like, there's also nothing wrong with a movie that's just fun. Like, trying critical think Velocipaster. <laughs> There's no hidden meaning to that there movie. There is none. That was just a couple of filmmakers getting very, very bored, putting their work out to the world, and then it developed a cult following. Oh, as it should. It's great. Listen to our Patreon episode where we talk about that, listeners. <laughs> Anyways, but today we're talking about something completely different. We're talking about... Uh, I don't think I told you the one we're talking about today, because, like, I'm going to make several bad jokes with this, of the, of the name of this creature. Haiku Oikthes. Oh... It's a Chinese fish, but since it has haiku in the name, you bet your ass I'm going to use this opportunity to do this entire stats thing here in haikus. You ready for this? <laughs> Good luck with that. Haiku Oikthes, the fish from Haiku District in Kunming, China. It is a cranite, a creature with a backbone and a distinct head. If it's something else, it's unknown, but as of now, it's far too early. <laughs> it's only one inch long. 2.5 centimeters. Its weight is unknown. <laughs> Diet. Hell no that. It's jawless and very small. Let's say carnivore. <laughs> Early Cambrian. 5-10 million years back and 3 after that. <laughs> Location. China. Which isn't great about haikus, which are Japanese. But when else could I do an entire episode in all haiku for? <laughs> <laughs> Described in 99, the year where we all panicked about Y2K. <laughs> Walking with monsters, and that is it, I believe, which is kind of sad. Anyways, all that was haikus. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was I was really bored. Okay. <laughs> okay. So don't worry, I got all the haikus out of the way. I couldn't resist, honestly. I know the haikus are Japanese and those are Chinese, so it might be a bit racist, but it's the name. So I presume the etymology might be from a similar origin. I don't know. And I can't be bothered to check. Uh, this show's not about that. It's about dinosaurs. And speaking of which, let's talk about everyone's favorite dinosaur, Haiku Oikthes. I didn't know people had it as a favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite dinosaur. And it's it, it's sort of a dinosaur in the sense that its descendants included dinosaurs. It also included crocodiles, lizards, frogs, salamanders, dogs, cats, woolly mammoths, swans, geese, your Aunt Phyllis, my Uncle Chester, your cousins from Alabama, their spouses <laughs> slash their own cousins also from Alabama. <laughs> you, you get the gist. <laughs> like... <laughs> this thing is believed to evolve into every vertebrae animal. This is like our earliest known ancestor. That we obviously we evolved from something beforehand, but like this is as far back as we can really get. Ah. Like for example, something further back we know of like Luca, the last universal common ancestor. I've talked about that before on the show. <laughs> There's a whole episode on it. I did with my sister. <laughs> so this Hycoichthys is a little fish, you know, like about the size of your thumbnail. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, it's it's like it's like an inch, like half an inch long, I think. So like yeah, it's like. Very small. It evolved back during the Cambrian explosion. 
So, you know the Cambrian Explosion, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the time when God or Chaos or Mother Earth or Chuck Norris or whoever you believe breathed upon the world and said, let there be life. <laughs> and life got thoroughly drunk. It thereafter. got really drunk. Everything evolved during the Cambrian Explosions. A few million years ago, there were just a few sponges and other weird organisms, but about five or ten million years later, there are vertebrates, arthropods, starfish, jellyfish, trilobites, phytoplankton, just boom, all at once. And also a bunch of creatures that we don't have anymore. <laughs> like, like uh, what is it? Uh, hallucinogenia, or the xenarthens, or whatever. Wait, xenarthens are sloths. <laughs> like, <laughs> and armadillos. <laughs> something like a xeno something, I don't know. <laughs> In other words, many other clades that are not around today. Yeah, yeah. The first, ba basically, beforehand, I think it was pretty much sponges and starfish. So yeah, it was... Spongebob was the <laughs> universe before the Cambrian Explosion. <laughs> but then Squidward evolved during the Cambrian Explosion. <laughs> Mr. Krabs was a bit later. And that squirrel was a bunch later. <laughs> do you ever watch Spongebob? As a kid, yes. Yeah. As an adult, I do not find the humor as appealing anymore. Oh, no. But, like, I haven't seen any of it until um, my fiancé, I should say now. Yes, I am engaged, listeners. <laughs> She showed me some, because it was her childhood, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so dumb. I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see more. <laughs> so, uh, these, these guys, Hakuanthes, have a distinct head and tail, the head having between six and nine gills, that would later evolve into all the other facial orifices we all have. You know, like, you know, noses, ears, those all evolve from gills. Even, I think, the mouth, I think, was like the extension of, like, like when the jaw first evolved. That would make sense. It was all just because we had those holes, and then those holes started to evolve into other things. It's interesting this animal looks like a fish, but technically isn't quite one yet, as it doesn't fit into any of the necessary descriptors of modern fish groups. But by all intents and purposes, it is kind of a fish. You chop it up and make sushi from it. I wonder how it tasted. Probably real bland. Or maybe really good. <laughs> eh, probably wouldn't be worth much more than using it for bait for slightly bigger fish. Absolutely. This was probably as big as they got in terms of fish back then, though. <laughs> so, so anyways, there's, there's structures along the bottom of the fossil that might be, and this is the quote verbatim from Wikipedia, gonads or slime organs. <laughs> but to be honest, what's the difference, am I right? <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, that's, that's basically all we know about Hakuanthes. I mean, it's so far back, like you know. Well, and we all know how touchy the fossilization process really oh, is. Oh my goodness, there's so many fossils that are just not ever going to be found, and there are some fossils that were fossilized but then were destroyed by other means. Like, exactly. You know why there's no fossils of dinosaurs in Mexico? The Yucatan in It got all blown up. <laughs> Any fossils that there would be in Mexico. It got blown to hell. boom. Yeah, like, that's why all the fossils we found in the Yucatan or in Mexico are from post-dinosaur times, <laughs> like mammals and other stuff. I mean, I think there are some dinosaurs in, like, the parts of Mexico that are really further away, like, uh, talking about, like, the Baja California area. <laughs> well, that would make sense. The further away from the impact site, the yep, more yep. likely you are to find a fossil. Right. Or, like, what about that, um, you, have you heard of, so, you know how in... The Cretaceous, North America was split into two continents. Correct. Because of the inland sea that had the Mosasaurs in it. The west one was called Laramidia, and we have so many fossils from there. The east one was called Appalachia, and we have barely anything there. <laughs> Interesting, considering how old the Appalachians are. Yeah, well, it's because, like, it's like, they, something about it, like, caught, like, the erosion, and also, like, glacial sort of erosion from the Ice oh. Age, kind of withered away a lot of sediments there. Oh, so glaciers a, carving up the landscape. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying because there are some fossils we found there, very, very rare ones, usually like from bodies that are washed up somewhere elsewhere, or like other things. And the little glimpses that we find there are fascinating. Interesting. Like there's Tyrannosaurus there called Dryptosaurus, but then there's also, there's scattered, very fragmentary remains of a duck-billed dinosaur called Hypsabema. 
that might have been the biggest non-sauropod animal of all time. Oh, interesting. Like a 50-foot-long duck-billed dinosaur. <laughs> that would be a sight to see. I mean, we already have one, something like that, called Shantungosaurus that lived in China, but like this one would be about that size, if not bigger. So it, That we know of. We don't know. And then there's like an ornithomimid, that's, you know, like the you know, like Gallimimus and stuff, but Dinochira-sized, but with the proportions of a regular Ornithomimid. <laughs> Possibly? We don't know. It's a mystery, because all the fossils are lost, and we'll never know. Sad enough, yeah. I know. Indeed. But anyways, let's rate Haiku Awake. These one out of 65 million. In terms of the fact that I'm glad that it exists, because we're all here, 65 million? Otherwise, like, 2 million. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good it existed, so it does get bought. Otherwise, yeah, it's... Nothing more than what I would use for a bit of bait for fishing. I know, like, uh, if it didn't exist, we'd all be crab people. <laughs> so, Probably. Things do keep seeming to evolve into crabs. Carcinization. It happens so often there's a term for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kind of a shorter episode, but, you know, there's, there's only so much to say with this one. I mainly did this one because of the name, because I wanted to do all those haikus. <laughs> the description <laughs> of the episode is also going to be all haikus, too, because I'm, I'm a cringy person. Eh. Charmingly cringe, I've heard somewhat, though. That's the, that's the route of humor that I've been... That's my style of humor, charmingly cringe. I mean, and I keep my humor reined in under most circumstances. Oh, uh, no. We need to get you drunk for this show. We need to do a drunk episode. <laughs> <laughs> have to be so many Velociraptor noises, or I'd have to use the explicit tag. <laughs> You'd probably need the explicit tag. Uh, I might do that. Get me unfiltered around some of my fellow truckers. <laughs> Patreon account. <laughs> Patreon episode. Unfiltered. Uh, you might as well just play 20 minutes of R2-D2 for that. Yeah, yeah, or just... Like, so this f***ing blanco, like, with the car, like, all this, <laughs> it's like this god f***ing damn sh pass. <laughs> so, like, Natasha, we were just talking about what coffee you had this morning. <laughs> it's like this mother f goddamn sons of bitchin'. Like, I mean, no, <laughs> do we need to talk about truckyard humor? Do we need to I don't talk know why I'm giving you, like, a British accent. It's goddamn bloody cop bollock. I mean, the phrase goddamn motherfucker is used as, um, just a normal phrase at all the commercial yards I've ever been to. Oh my god, so many Velociraptor noises here. But the, the, now this episode's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's it for this week, though. If you want to get hold of the show, you can contact me. Ooh, I have a, uh, I don't think you've heard this now. There's a special Paleo Bites email and accounts to follow now rather than just mine. So you oh, can nice. follow me. You can send me an email at paleobitespodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at paleobitespod, at Instagram at paleobitespodcast. So, I mean, I've been updating my Instagram as well. Yeah, I know. I noticed, like, you've, like, uh, NK Arts and Crafts as well. Yes, NK Arts and Crafts. And as September draws closer, you'll see me ramping up what's on there. Right. Oh, also, I need to remember uh, to post pictures of us recording so I can put them on that Instagram. So I'm going to post a selfie right now. All right. <laughs> I'm going to record on the air. And it, it's I, my hair looks terrible. I'm in my PJs. But who cares? All right. Wait, hold on. <laughs> turn the camera around. Here we go. Alright, this is a picture that's going to be on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the one recorded while on air. Alright, anyways. I also have a book series on Amazon Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Uh, Natasha here did the illustrations. It's great. Should be a new cover coming up soon. So, I'm still waiting on the artist for that. They're taking a while. They're, they have uh, a kid. They're busy. So like, well, that's fair. But they did the Teslanauts cover, and you've seen that, man. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> Good stuff. Nice. So, um... 
But yeah, uh, all right, well, that's it for this week. I'll see you at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, Play some ocean noises, would you? I, I was about to do a bunch of swearing. So like, <laughs> yeah, ocean noises. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was like an owl. An ocean owl. A sea owl. Are there any sea owls? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> Speculative evolution. There you go. There. Have some fun with that. <laughs> All right. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.